that's why they can't please God, because they're being dictated by the world's wisdom. But, look at it, it pleases God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So preaching is, so <laughs> if, you, if you examine yourself and say, man, I think this is foolish. Uh-oh. This preaching stuff, you know. And it's not so much as the world think it's foolish. You got Christians who think this is foolish. And why do Christians think this is foolish? Because they got world wisdom, the world's wisdom. And they receiving information from the world who doesn't know God. So they think this foolish that I'm going to church. This is foolish. I can't, I, I can't waste my time. I got other things to do. But God said it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So preaching proclaims the goodness of God and then teaching explains the goodness of God. So you just shouldn't, you shouldn't just only just receive preaching. You should see preaching and teaching. You, it needs to be proclaimed the goodness of God. Then you need to be taught about what is the goodness of God. Why is that? Because it will affect your believer. It will affect how you believe when you hear preaching and teaching of the word of God. So it's the, it's the foolishness of preaching. It's, God's, it's the kingdom of God methodology. This is how God rolls. God ain't going to change. God don't care if you don't like preaching. You don't care. God... That God don't care about what you like or don't like. He really don't. He really, he don't sit up there, oh my God. Kiara doesn't like preaching. Oh my, what do, angels, what are we going to do? She doesn't like preaching. Okay, maybe we can, maybe we can work out something that, uh, that will help. God doesn't care. I know this is, it's probably revelation. It's probably, what God, God doesn't care. God doesn't care what you don't like about the kingdom of God. This is, the kingdom of God is not a buffet. That you can just go in and say, hey, I want the pasta salad, but I don't want the broccoli salad. <laughs> and the reason why a lot of Christians got that distorted way of understanding God, because they had a bunch of parents that care about how they felt. And not realizing when it comes to God, you know, it's just like, you know, you, you, you got these parents who don't want to discipline their children. Just let their children have their own way, express themselves. 
And then these children grow up and become adults, and they take this same mindset into the world. I want to express myself. I want to have my way. And the cops shoot them dead because the cops don't care. You know, what, you, you know, if you had a parent like that, you know what the word of God says, the kind of parent you had? You had a parent who didn't love you. Because Proverbs says that when a mother or father doesn't discipline their child, they don't love them. But you adopted the world's wisdom that don't know God. And I want my mommy and daddy. This is their understanding of love. That let me have my way and do what I want. No. And that's why we got a generation now that's so confused. Because a lot of us adopted the world's, the world's wisdom when it came to the things of God. And it wasn't the kingdom of God. God don't care whether you like church or not. He died for his church. So you think he's going to, oh, you, you, don't, you don't like church. Well, let me try to figure out a way for you to like church. You know, you got some people, some, uh, some Christians, man, they thank God the pandemic came. Yes, they did. That's right. I definitely don't have to go to church. That's right. Because it's the foolishness of the preaching that pleases God with by those who believe are saved. Y'all getting anything out of this or what? Luke chapter 4. Y'all like Jesus? He is our example. This is what you got to get an understanding of. King David is not your example. Moses is not your example. Adam and Eve definitely shouldn't be your example. Jesus is our example. We relate ourselves to Jesus, all right? Not Daniel in the lion's den. None of that stuff. Jesus, why, why is that? Because Jesus, he said, everything that I do and I say is to please my father. I know my father. That's why he said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man can come to the father but by me. So you can't get to God without Jesus. I know the world's wisdom taught you all that Hebrew Israelite garbage. All right? But you can't. You can't get to the Father because look what Jesus said. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man come. He didn't say no man can come to God. He said, no man can come to my Father. Everybody's God is not Jesus' Father. So you need you need, you better you better find out what you who you who you coming to. Right. 
do you and how, how do you find out through the foolishness of preaching? <laughs> Have you found Luke four? So Jesus is our example. So here Jesus get ready to start his public ministry. He gets he would preach. He said there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He found his place in the prophet Isaiah. Look at this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. So Jesus stands up in the synagogue, opened up the book of Isaiah. He found himself in the book of Isaiah. And so now he begins to preach. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, upon me to do what? To love everybody. <laughs> you know, there's some Christians need to get off the love boat. <laughs> Christians love staying on the love boat. I, I, I want to go someplace where I just feel love. You, you don't know what God's love is. You know what God, you, 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 you want God's love? God's love said, ain't no greater love than this when a brother lay his life down for another brother. That's God's love. Are you willing to die for somebody? Oh, no. You don't, you don't know God's love? <laughs> your understanding of world, God, worldly wisdom of love is to get your way. When people, so stop saying I love you to everybody. Because, you know, we got a new teaching coming to the new year about love. It's going to change your whole mind. About love. Love ain't really what you think it is. A lot of some people can't love is lust. <laughs> I love you because I want you. It ain't got nothing to do with God. So quit running around and say, I, I love you. And that's the big thing. Everybody tell me about I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay, are you willing to die for me? No, I don't love you that much. <laughs> that's God's love. So he says, look at this, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. What? Because he has anointed me to preach. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said, the Spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach. Why? Because preaching pleased my Father. But it has to be the right kind of preaching. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, the good news to the poor. What's the good news to, to the poor? You ain't got to be poor no more. How many of y'all have heard that type of preaching? Nope. So since you didn't hear that type of preaching, Paul says, Paul says in Corinthians, <coughs> this is how you can tell someone who's anointed when they're preaching or ministering the word of God. He said, Paul's paraphrase, he said, this is how you can tell someone is speaking by the spirit of God when they never associate Jesus with the curse. How many of y'all heard in church service that it was God's will for you to be sick? No, not past sickness. It was God's will that, that your loved one died. That was God's will. That's associating Jesus to the curse. Death is the curse. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. So guess what? They were not speaking by the Spirit of God. So he says, look at this. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, 
to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering a sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are, that are bruised. So when it comes to the, the, the delivering power of God, the good news of God, it is, it is done or the manifestation behind it will come through the anointed preach word of God. You're not going to experience God through no singing. God moves through and by his word. Psalm said he sent his word and healed us from all our sickness and disease. Not by singing. What's the purpose of singing? Singing in the kingdom is not for no entertainment. It's not for the A and B selection. It's not to get you all emotionally aroused. Okay? If you, you're in a church service, you hear singing, oh, child, I love some good singing, you're worldly. Because singing in the kingdom of God was never designed to get you so emotionally charged. You know what kingdom, the singing was designed? It was to prepare your ground, your heart, the fallow ground of your heart, to get ready to receive the seeds of God's word. Yeah. You don't find God in singing. You find God in the word. The singing, the praise and worship of a church, it was designed by God to get you out of your carnality, your fleshy mindset, and all that stuff to get yourself ready to receive the seed of God's word. It was singing, music was never designed to entertain you. That's why we see uh, people, singers who started in the church and didn't get a full understanding of this. And that's how they so easily go into the world and sing for the devil. Because they didn't understand from the word of God, from the preaching of the anointed word of God, my singing is not to entertain the people or to entertain God. It's a form of worship. And you cannot take God's word, God's worship, and take it to the world. Come on now. And take it to the world, because if you take it to the world, who's the king of the world system? Satan. He's going to pollute. That's why every Christian singer who started in the church and go to the world, they ended up how? Steal, kill, and destroy. As Whitney Houston. How can you be uh, that singing and stuff, and you are a lesbian, a drug user? Come on now, what, come on, what, what? And say you love Jesus? Okay, and we won't even, we won't even deal with Whitney. We'll deal with your girl, Tasha Cobbs. Who got mental health issues. How can you, how can you do that type of worship, and you got mental health issues? Because you're not getting the foolishness of the anointed preaching of God's word. You find God in the word. The word will transform you. Not music. Because Satan was in charge of the music. He was the anointed church. He knows about music. He knows what titillated you. 
So some of this gospel music, we gotta be careful because sometimes it has a it has it has a lust undertone with it. You know, hey, I don't want to be making love to Jesus. Oh, come on now. So it's the foolishness of the preaching, to preach the gospel to the poor, to preach deliverance to the captives, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Preaching penetrates the soul of man to see the goodness of God. Now, you got to make sure you get the right kind of, you just can't go to any church. It's a life and death situation. You just can't go, well, I want to go over there because they got a lovely children's ministry, you know, and they minister to, to our children. And, then, you know, if you be honest, you had a clean heart, it's not because they got a children, man. You want to get rid of that brat for a couple of hours. You don't want to deal with them. That's all it is. Come on, you just be honest. Just be honest. Yeah, you want to get rid of them brats. You've been dealing with them brats all week. So now here's Sunday. I can just shove them off to somebody else. And then I can just sit there in church and take a little nap. <laughs> folks, folks in church don't want to be honest. <laughs> they won't be honest. And then, and, and then when are they not getting their breakthrough? When are they getting their victory? Because they ain't being honest with God. Like I teach on Thursday night, having a, a, a clean heart, honest heart. God, that's what God's looking for. They're looking for an honest heart. So he said, no, it's not kind of got children ministry. Lord, I want to get rid of these brats. Oh, so you shove them all. So that's why we don't have no, you know, we just... Uh, the kingdom of God is not no uh, Holy Ghost daycare center. We, no. We ain't got no Holy Ghost daycare center. We ain't going to drop your kid off, and then we put the number on the screen when your kid is acting up so you can see it go down. This ain't no daycare. So, when you come into this ministry, you have to learn how to discipline your child to know how to reverence the presence of God in his word. You know what I'm talking about. You know how you taught your kid how to twerk. See, they don't want to be real. They don't want to be real. You taught your kid how to twerk? You can't tell That's the soul. We, we, just, we just switch it. Take it out of the kingdom of darkness. And put it in the kingdom of light. So that's how you talk. You gonna you better come on, you better twerk. <laughs> and you doing such a good twerking, I'm gonna put you on TikTok. Oh. Yeah, they don't work with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's the foolishness of the preaching. Preaching the word of God. So just how you taught your kid how to twerk when they're on TikTok, teach them how to reverence God so that they will have eternal life with God. Because God's TikTok is a whole lot better than your TikTok. Because your TikTok going to burn up in the tribulation. So you teach your kid not to twerk for the devil, but to reverence God, to dance before the Lord, 
to be attentive to his word so that they will have eternal life. And if you don't teach your children that, guess what? You don't love them. Glory. So we're going to teach our children. Go to Romans 10. I got to wrap this up. Y'all getting nervous on <laughs> So you have to hear the right preaching, the right teaching. What type of preaching and teaching you need to hear? The anointed preaching and teaching. The anointed preaching. You know, you don't go to a church to hear a preacher preach because he got all those alphabets behind his name. You know, I, I never could understand why people go to seminaries and all that. Why do I need to spend all that money to go to seminary just, just to tell the truth? I don't need to go to seminary to tell the truth. I just read what the Word says, see what the Bible says. I don't need to go through that four years of undergraduate and graduate school just to tell the truth. And then when they come out of those seminaries, I mean, those seminaries, then they, do, then they don't tell the truth. So you wasted half that time, got in debt to lie. All you got to do is to, hey, Jesus, his stuff is the best, best material. We just preach his stuff. That's it. Just tell the truth. Love never trumps truth. Love never trumps truth. So we need truth. So all I got to do is just tell the truth. I don't need a degree to tell the truth. So you need the anointed preaching and teaching sent by God. And you need to listen to being someone who was anointed by God, who God sent. Not a went one. But who God sent. How you can tell someone is anointed and sent by God who's supposed to be your pastor? Well, like in my case, I'm out here ministering to you, and you're getting ticked off and getting upset. I'm your pastor. If you're getting upset, you get like you getting offended, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. Because if I'm feeding your itchy ears, I wasn't sent by God. So you know, hey, it used to be people coming to this church and now minister stuff, and they would just you could see them, they sitting out there and they like. Yeah, soon he, soon he got that door. I'm a jumper. My pastor, uh, who Diana was talking about, we were talking to him this week. My pastor, uh, we've been knowing, knowing each other over 25 years. He was sharing, said, "This man, this man is so anointed by God that the ministry that we used to affiliate with." They were plotting to murder him. When he told us that, we, what? And the guy came to him, came in his office, 
And he was so repentant. He said, oh, Pastor Phil, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm so, I, we, know, we know you haven't done anything wrong with But yeah, we, we had it all planned wow. out wow. how we was going to murder you. That's some gangster stuff right there. In the church. Thieves in the temple. We're going to murder the man of God. Now, I praise God. You know, I haven't, as far as I know of, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't got to the point where somebody was murdered. But I, I've, I've had some brothers, some brethren. That one of them beat me down and stuff. But I haven't had nobody saying to murder me. Oh, my Lord. The guy said they had it all planned. How they was going to murder the man of God. But don't you know, when you speak against men and women of God, who's, doing, who's sent by God, who's anointed by God, and you don't understand how the kingdom of God operates, and you start speaking bad about them, you tell them, ah, oh, they are charlatans. They, you are murdering them in the realm of the spirit through your mouth. You are assassinating their character. You are assassinating th- those individuals who God has anointed to be a blessing to someone else. But by your words, speaking against them, you have assassinated them in the realm of the spirit. You have murdered them. Now that individual will not be able to get the promises of God that God has for them because you have assassinated. See, that's why I said church folk don't understand. They don't understand what this kingdom, this church stuff is all about. Glory. Speaking against the church. Christ died for the church. He told Peter, he said, upon this revelation, I will build my church. The gates of hell should not prevail against it. The reason why the gates of hell is prevailing in some people's lives, because they've been attacking the church. Attacking the men and women of God of the church. And I'm not talking about the pastor. I'm talking talking about you as a believer. You're a man and woman of God of the church. When people attack you, what are you going to that church? Why are you traveling the middle town for? They go to that church. They are assassinating you of the church, and they don't realize now the gates of hell is going to prevail against them. And then they wonder why certain things happen in their life. Romans 10 and 14. How then shall they call on him? How, how are they going to call on God in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe? They're not going to call on God because of your music. And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? So how are they going to call on someone who they don't believe? How are they going to believe in him or someone they never heard of? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach 
except they be sent. A sent one, not a went one. But a sent one, because as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 14. Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. So, you know, you have, you have, you know, you have people say, you know, got a nice sized church and, you know, the pastor and his wife, whatever, they driving a nice car, whatever. You know, have people say, oh, man. They taking all those take people's money. Even so, had the Lord ordained ordained that they would preach the gospel, should live of the gospel. Preaching pleases God, so those who are sent by God to preach the gospel, they are supposed to live of the gospel. They are supposed to live according to what they are preaching. So in the kingdom of God, the man or woman of God who's ministering the word, who's, a, who's been anointed and sent by God, it is God's ideology to bless his men and women of God. Now, if you've got a problem with that, Guess what? He don't care. He doesn't care. Because that's God's methodology. Those who minister the word, God's going to bless them. God can either bless them through the people who they minister to, or he can have other avenues. I mean, when we had our ministry in Nicholsville, my wife and I preaching for a long time, and then prosperity started coming. You know, I bought her her Lexus, and we had a nice house and everything. And the word got out all in Nicholsville. Because we used to live on the east side of town of Nicholsville. On the east side, as, uh, you know, that was Lodi Bar. That was low-level devil living. That's where all the black folks lived at. <laughs> okay? So when we stopped working the word and our prosperity kicked in, we went on the west side of We went on the west side, okay? That's where all the nice houses and all. We had this beautiful, nice house. Uh, what was it three three story three level yeah three level house and she, my girl had her black Lexus and all this stuff you know and uh, the word got out all through Nicholsville all through the churches Pastor Holloway and his wife are they selling drugs that's why they got this house they got their car got their stuff and 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 if they not selling drugs. Their, their sons are selling drugs. Well, hey, I'll take it for granted. I had a few sons that was a drug seller, drug dealer, but they were dumb drug dealers. They, they, were, they, were, they were consuming their own product. 
So they stay broke all the time. So they didn't have any money. A lot of times I had to bail them out of jail. But yeah, the word got out. Because me and my wife, we believe God, trust God, and God just blessed us tremendously. And it didn't even come from the church that we had. Because that church, at that particular time, the amount of members we had at that time, it was like about 10 members. And if you know about church food, they don't be giving all the time. All right, and what they do give is might throw a dollar in there, whatever. So the way the word got up, pastors, they had a meeting. They had a meeting, talked about me. Yeah, had a meeting. Yeah, Pastor Holloway, Sister Holloway, they drug dealers. Now, if, 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 some of y'all, you know, my wife, my wife, she did not like taking drugs. I mean, over-the-counter drugs. She was, it was, man, taking drugs, please. And a lot of those churches and individuals who came against us, they lost their churches, and they dropped dead. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not pumping myself and all that. It's the foolishness of preaching that pleases God. And never criticize something that you believe in God for. If you believe in God for prosperity and you see prosperity on someone's life, don't criticize because you're not going to get yours. Just, just rejoice. Be, get excited for what God is doing because God, it pleases God, whoever preached the gospel should live by the gospel. First Corinthians 2 and 4, I'm going to wrap this up. Y'all, are y'all okay? Oh, praise the Lord. I'll send you your check next week. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. <laughs> but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. What, what are you saying here? Okay. I'm not going to preach something that's going to make me look so intellectual, <laughs> so erudite and scholarly. No, I'm going to preach something. I'm going to preach God's word where you'll be able to see the demonstration and the power of his word. See, my style of ministry, and I thank God for this for over 30-some years, my style of ministry, you, you come in under this ministry, you really have to be seeking God. Because my style of ministry, you ain't going to like me. You know, I, I, I don't come with all that fluffy stuff and and all that, sister, honey, hi, child. You know, I'm the one to be, pray the Lord. Go, I, I, you know, I might walk by you and say, hey, you need to get right. What's wrong with you? Amen. My style, I don't, so, so if you come here in this way, you're really hungry for God. But I guarantee you, 
when you get a hold of this word, God will demonstrate power in your life. You, you, you'll be able to see God. So I have a style of ministry. You either, you either like me or hate me, one or the other. Right. Because it's, it's about the word. It's about the power of the word. If would you get a hold of this word, even though you may hate me, but eventually you're like, man, I love that brother. That brother, he's high. He's high. He's high. Because I saw how God healed my body. I saw how God brought that deliverance in my life, the prosperity in my life. I'm like, he's all right. He's all right. Uh, I'm not for I'm not here for you to love me. I'm here for you to love God. I know my assignment, and I know it so well. I do it so well. I'm here for you to love God and to love His Word because it's the foolishness of the preaching that pleases God. Let's go to Luke eight one. Couple more. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city, talking about Jesus and village, preaching and shewing or showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. Showing the glad tidings, the kingdom of God. Second Corinthians four and five. But we preach not ourselves. Look, see? I, I ain't preaching myself. I'm not, I, I'm not preaching myself. Why is it I don't want to preach myself? Because if I preach myself and you get into me, you know what God is obligated to do? Show you my ugliness. And then when God has revealed my ugliness, then you're going to get offended. Then you're going to fall out with God. And you're gonna, then you're going to say, this church stuff ain't, ain't, ain't no good, this preacher stuff. And then you, why, why, why do we hear Christians say all that? Because they got into that man of God instead of getting into the God that's in the man of God. And either that man or woman of God was preaching their selves, and people got into them, and then God exposed them. And since they didn't have any word about interceding and loving for their man of God, they got offended, and now they don't want anything to do with God, the church. I ain't got nothing to do with that Christianity stuff. Because he said, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. What do you say? What do you say? I don't preach myself, but when it comes to myself, I serve you. For Jesus' sake. I, I, I serve you. When you are in the bed, turning over and sleeping, I'm, I'm seeking God. I'm serving you by getting before God to hear a word from God in due season in your life. So when you come into this place on Sundays and Thursdays, 
I have a word from God. I spend my time with God, my lock-ins, my fasting, and all that. I'm serving you to hear from God for you. So when you come in here and you hear a word from God, one word from God can change everything in your life. And it has to be a timely word. It has to be from the throne room of of heaven. So that's how I serve you. When I'm seeking, hey, there's other stuff. Well, (laughs) when my wife was like, I said, hey, me and my wife, we, we could be hanging out with each other. But she understood the call that was in my life. So many times she knew that Hey, I got to go. I got to spend time with God. I got to hear. No problem. She understood that. Well, you, you know, you sleeping. Slob all of your mouth and stuff. (laughs) You know, and then you come to church and and all of a sudden you hear a word from God. You're like, man, how did pastor know that? Because I've been serving you by seeking God. I could have went to the movie theater. I could have ate some popcorn. I could have chilled and watched TV. But no, that's not my call. That's not my assignment. I know my assignment. So that's why I have to, in serving you, I seek God. I seek God to serve you. Because I got to hear a word from God. So preachers ought to be preaching Jesus. Preachers ought to be preaching the word. That's why I, t- I teach all my ministers here, don't get up there and preach, don't, don't preach politics, don't preach your, how you feel, don't preach your intellectual understanding. Nobody don't care about that. Preach Jesus. Preach his word. It's the foolishness of preaching that pleases the Father. Preach his stuff. His stuff is eternal. So don't get up there and preach how you feel, how you think. Nobody cares. So preachers ought to be preaching the word. And in preaching the word, we don't put limits on God. We don't put, excuse me, we don't put time limits on God. God doesn't care that you think the service is too long because you got to make it to Golden Corral before the Baptists get there. He doesn't care. He really don't. Because just getting the Golden Corral on time just to eat a meal versus your eternal security forever. Really? So he doesn't care. (laughs) And you know what? He doesn't care even though you may care. God doesn't care. But he told us what to do with your care. To cash your care upon him and when you cast it upon him he don't care 
Why? Because he has everything orchestrated. When you, when you pray to God and tell him any financial problems or sick or whatever, that is not the first time God heard it. He didn't say, my God, angels, he got a hernia. What are we going to do? He already knew you had a hernia. So that's why he wants you to cast all your cares upon him because he don't care about your care because he already got it taken care of. Are you saying this? And how do you how do you get to this point? Through the foolishness of preaching. Ah, jeez. Diana, this is a the download. Pastor Phil was talking about this is just it's downloading. Galatians one. Gotta wrap this up. Are y'all okay? Galatians chapter 1, 11 and 12. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it by man, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. So the gospel that we preach, it is by the revelation, the revealed knowledge of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us, when it comes to the preaching, but unto us which are saved, (laughs) if you got a problem with uh, preaching, Baby, you ain't saved. Because he says here, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us, which are saved, we love the preaching of of the cross. Why? Because it is the power of God. It's the power of God. It's that one thing that I need to hear from God that's going to catapult me to the next level. Romans 10 and 8. But what saith it? The word is not thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is what? The word of faith which we preach. The word of faith, preaching of faith, is not thee in my mouth, and in my heart. Galatians 1 and 23. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in time past, talking about Paul, Paul was Saul of Tarsus, he persecuted, he persecuted the Christians. They said, we have heard only that he which persecuted time past now preach the faith which once he destroyed. So the very thing that Paul, Apostle Paul, he was Saul of Tarsus then, the very thing that he came against, the preaching of the word of God, now he's preaching it. 
because he know that the foolishness of preaching pleases the Father. Titus 1 and 1 to 3, then we'll close. Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but had in due time manifested his word through preaching. What kind of preaching? Preaching that is anointed by God, sent by God, word of faith of God. Look at this. It is manifested, his word, through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandments of God, our Savior. So the manifestation of his word is through the anointed preaching of God. Now, what manifestation is he talking about? Well, there's numerous type of manifestation, but the main manifestation that he's talking about when you hear an anointed word being preached or taught, it is the manifestation of now your spirit is made alive. It is quickening unto you. The blinders are taken off. You start seeing things. You start visualizing things. You start seeing things clearly. That is the main manifestation of the anointed preaching of God's word. You start seeing things that you never saw before. That's the first manifestation through his word. Because before, you know, you never saw, you never saw yourself healed, you never saw yourself delivered, you never saw yourself prosper, none of that stuff. But when you start hearing the anointed preach word of God, now you start, oh yeah, I see myself delivered. Yes, I am the deliverer. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the head and not the tail. I'm blessed going in and blessed coming out. I am the prosperous of the Lord. You start seeing in the realm of the spirit. Through the anointed preach word. I see myself married to that person. We being a happy couple. I see my family. I see my business. I see my ministry. How are you able to see all that? Through the anointed preach word. It's the anointed preach word. The word of God. The Greek word for the word is spermazole. We get the English word sperm. That's how Mary was impregnated with Jesus. It said that the Holy Ghost came upon her and the word was deposited into her womb. She got pregnant with Jesus by the word. The spoken word of God. You can get pregnant by the word. You can speak God's word into existence, things to be manifested. You get a hold of God's word. I say this all the time. This is how faith works. You find out what you believe in God for, and you find word on it, and you start speaking it. You start speaking it. Whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance, whether it's prosperity, whether it's love, whatever it is, you get word on it, 
and say, Father, I speak your word. I release your sperm, your seed, the incorruptible seed of God's word. That's how you got born again. That's how you know that you passed from death into life, by the incorruptible seed of God's word when you have a love for the brethren. So that incorruptible seed, what does it mean incorruptible? God's word, it never, it's not corrupted. It will always bring to pass what it is set out to do. So you got to send the word out to do something. But God to bring it to pass. You got to give, you got to give God something to work with. You got to give him something to work with. That's what he said in Joe. He told Joe, he said, put me in remembrance. It's not God doesn't have Alzheimer's. He told that to Joe because he wants to see where your faith is. Put me in remembrance of what I have said. And you look at the ministry of Jesus before Jesus released any virtue, any power in individual life. He discerned where their faith was. God cannot release his power, his anointing, if you don't, if you don't believe. <laughs> and God is just not going to just, oh, because you don't believe in healing, I'm just going to make you heal. No, if God does that, he's overriding her free will. God will never override our free will. Oh, the devil will. The devil will. God never override your free will. But he's waiting on us to find in his word, to release the seed of his word. And now God's got something to work with. And now you have the ministering angels who are ready to serve the heirs of salvation. We're the heirs of salvation. So they waiting on See, some of y'all angels out there ain't worked in a month of Sundays. They ain't. They, they all rusty and dusty, and, and they waiting on like, okay, okay, Brandon, say something, Brandon, okay, we, we ain't working it. And then you, you get going, and all of a sudden, then you just start like, oh, he, oh, he almost had it. Angels waiting. They waiting. They waiting. Angels serve us. See, see quit, quit, quit looking at Hollywood. There's no touch by angel. If we don't turn into angels, where do people get this mess from? People die and say, oh, they're going to be an angel. If I turn into an angel, that is a demotion. The word says we're part of the Godhead. You got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, then you. Angels are not, they're not deity. So we don't turn into no angel. Quit listening to the world's wisdom. Don't turn into no angel. You got people, people, loved ones dying. They got make all these pictures. They got wings and, and all this stuff. Where y'all getting this mess from? <laughs> I'm offended now, Pastor. You, you mess with my angels. Good. That's not the kingdom of God. Uh, over in Psalms, it says that the angels 
say to God about you and I, what is it about this man that you're so mindful of? Your mind is always, you got them on your mind. What? That's what the angels are saying about you. But you want to be an angel. Won't be no angels. Nobody up in heaven flying around with wings. Quit looking at that Hollywood stuff. You ain't flying around with wings. You just chilling on a cloud. And then you got a little fat white baby angels. They flying around with their little bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah, those are demons. They're not in heaven. They downstairs. That's not the kingdom of God. You go into the scriptures, there, there are industries in heaven. There are cities in heaven. There are neighborhoods in heaven. And they don't even have neighborhood watch. Because there's no crime in heaven. There's no EBT cards in heaven. There's no crackers in heaven. Definitely no Walmart in heaven. There's none of that in heaven. They don't have urgent treatment cares in heaven. All that's here on earth because of the curse. There's no curse in heaven. So you got to get your mind renewed with the word. And know what Paul says in Ephesians 1 and 3. We are now seated in heavenly places. We can have a little heaven right here on earth. That's the goodness of God. That's the blessing of God. If you went through a whole week and nothing devastated happened to you for that whole week, that's the goodness of God. That's heaven right here on earth. You know, you say, man, this has been a good week. Man, that's heaven right here on earth. But we have to keep our minds renewed into the foolishness of the preaching. Y'all get anything out of this? Hallelujah. We got one more next week.